me on the asset social, man. Loyalty over royalty, y'all niggas know the vibes. Fuck your kill this beat, bitch. Whoop, dick. Bitch, I'm outside of some movie. Hello, this is uh, Sauce and McHugh coming at you. My name is Jack Burns. I'm Finn McHugh coming at you live in Missoula, Montana right now. So, big topic in the NFL right now. Obviously, Doug Peterson benching Jalen Hurts in the second half tough. against the Washington football team. Puts tough, in, tough. Puts in Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> From University of Indiana, the fighting the line. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. I mean, overall, this is I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's it's tough. I I don't know, man. I, I don't think this is something that is characteristic of Doug Peterson overall. I mean, really? No. I mean, this dude's a winner. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's got that blue collar attitude. He just doesn't seem like a guy who like is willing just to give a game away for what moving up three picks in the draft. Bro, you know who Doug Peterson reminds me of? Who? Doug Peterson reminds me of the kid who gets an A on the first test. Okay. Like, and then he does better than some of the smart kids, and he's bragging to everybody about it. <laughs> he's showing the lunch lady, he's showing his it. friends and his parents, and then you know what? He bombs every test after that and gets like a C- minus in the class. The Eagles have not been able to win the division with Dallas. Uh, who's been shit. True. But I mean, okay, but, but here's the deal, though. I mean, the Super Bowl run the Eagles made was phenomenal, but after that, it's not like it was Doug. You know, they, they just, A, injuries, and B, the talent, they just didn't have the talent. I mean, they had a, they had a good quarterback in Car- Carson Wentz who was injury-prone. I mean, people hate on Carson Wentz. Yeah, he might not be the greatest quarterback, but I mean, let's be real. I mean, he let's see, he played probably six or seven less games than most starters did. And he led the league in being sacked the most out of any quarterback. So I agree with you. I mean, I, the Eagles have not lived up to their expectations, especially after their Super Bowl run. But, how, I mean, I, I just don't know if they have the talent there to do it. I mean, they, they're so injury-prone. Carson Wentz doesn't have a chance to th- – I mean, who, I don't even know who his best receiver was this year, honestly. But, you know, I mean – Jalen Rager. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, just JJ people – Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, like, just, it's, he's throwing the trash out there, you know? Yeah. And, so and, then, and with the battle line, too, I mean – So then the question becomes, do you want to draft some help for either Carson Wentz or – uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Carson, well, Carson Wentz or do you gone. want to trade up and move up in the draft? Carson Wentz is gone. I don't yeah, think Carson Wentz is around. I mean, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't see the sense in keeping him around. I mean, for me, it's like if, if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, you're going to be bad and you're going to get another good pick in the draft and then you can pick a quarterback, right? And I'm not saying Carson, and I'm not saying a quarterback's an easy, place to, an easy spot to replace. But I don't know, man. I, I, think, I, I think personally you need, you need to start drafting I mean, you, I think you need to start off an O line. I think I think you know there's some really good O linemen in the NFL draft this year. There always is, um, either a guard or a tackle. You know, someone to protect Jalen Hurts out there because I think that was Carson Wentz's biggest downfall was just like he didn't have any weapons, um, didn't have a good O line. I mean, if he goes somewhere like San Francisco, do you know, do you know raw Carson Wentz is going to be in a Kyle Shanahan yeah. offense with a good O line? Good running Shanahan game. Shanahan would love to have like a more athletic quarterback for that offense. Carson Wentz is good. I don't. I mean, I, I, I just don't know if he's had. He's been around the right players, but then at the same time, you look at someone like Deshaun Watson, who leads the league in passing this year, and then he's also on one of probably the worst. I mean, he doesn't have anything. I mean, they. I mean, traded they traded for David Johnson. Will Fuller get busted for drugs? I mean. That's tough. So that, that's my issue with Carson Wentz. Is, yes, he hasn't had the materials around him, but neither is Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson is a borderline, if not a Pro Bowl quarterback, every single year. He's a worse coach, too. Bill O'Brien. Doug Pearson won a Super Bowl, like you were saying. Yes, and, and also Bill O'Brien didn't even – Deshaun Watson didn't have a coach at the end of the year. No. For the last, for the what, the last Romeo half? Romeo Cornell, they, like the I mean, defensive coordinator. And they're like last, they're And he leads the league. league in passing. He led the league in passing, yeah, dude. He's I mean, working with nothing. So that's where I have a hard time making, not an excuse, but making an exception for Carson Wentz because there's other quarterbacks out there with very poor offenses who are doing the same. So I think Carson Wentz, if he gets in a good system, you know, similar to somewhere like, I don't know, maybe New England or 
a team like San Francisco, I think he'll probably perform a little bit better. Um, I just don't think I just don't think he had the time of day so, to throw the ball. So what do you think San Francisco could offer Philadelphia uh, for Carson Wentz? Picks. I mean, if I'm if I'm the Eagles and I'm like, okay, fuck it, like I'm gonna go rebuild around, you know, Jalen Hurts. I just want picks, dude. Maybe maybe some maybe some young talent. Um, but definitely future picks. Like if I'm gonna give you, you know, the number what three or what was Carson was drafted at? Four, three? Yeah, top five, definitely. I mean, if if you, I'm gonna give you a top five quarterback, which Carson Wentz is still good. I don't. I mean, I and, and NFL executives know that, and you know NFL GMs and coaches know Carson Wentz is good. So like, if I'm gonna give away Carson Wentz, it's gonna have to be for either young talent. Or picks. I mean, I just I would have a hard time. Like, I want future picks so I can start building around Jalen Hurts, right? If you don't get future picks, then it's 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 tough. I, I don't I don't want a veteran because the Eagles don't need a veteran right now. You know, at this point, as bad as the NFC East is, they don't need to win right now. And I'm not saying that they won't, but they, they don't necessarily need to win this instant, and they and they don't have the talent to do it anyway. No. So I mean, what 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 do you? Well, if you were the Eagles, what would you want from San Fran then? for for Carson Wentz? I mean, well, at that point you're you're cutting Jimmy Garoppolo, right? If you're getting Carson Wentz, so well, I, 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 I think Garoppolo I think somewhere. Jimmy I, Jimmy G's gonna get traded too. I mean, I don't I don't think Jimmy G is Kyle Shanahan's quarterback. I mean, even the year they won the Super Bowl is strictly defensive and run based, right? I mean, they yeah, George you know, Kittle, yeah, it was, I mean, it was run based. I mean, that defense was loaded. It's similar. Bosa, it's it's similar to what Tannehill's doing in in Tennessee, right? I mean, just can't, you know, throw the ball 10 or 15 times a game, you're going to look like a decent quarterback because you're not throwing the ball 40 times a game, similar to someone like Carson Wentz or even like a Joe Burrow or someone like that, right? You're not, I mean, Joe Burrow threw the ball at 55 times in one game. So it's like, I just don't think Jimmy G is Shanahan's yeah. type of quarterback. Yeah, and Shanahan's offense, they're not going to ask you to throw it 55 times a game like Joe Burrow. No. And Carson Wentz, like, he was – putting up a lot of pass attempts against the Eagles and he was just making a shit ton of turnover worthy plays like and I think maybe you, he gets in Shanahan's system and I think he gets better coaching you know and if Shanahan can like make it work with Carson Wentz because he's athletic and can like move the pocket you know and he can make like deep bombs to George Kittle and Debo Samuel and like make those throws that Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo couldn't make I mean Everybody remembers how the Super Bowl ended. Like Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, you know. Yeah, I mean Car- Carson. I mean Carson Wentz had a bad year, man. But he he's he's putting that on a tee, bro. I mean if he throws that ball, I I don't know. And we can sit here all day and be like, oh, if someone else threw that ball, it'd be complete. But I agree. I mean with Shanahan, isn't isn't? I mean I just feel like there's gonna be a lot of moving around because then you look at the Jets, right? Who do you stick with Sam Darnold and draft someone, another player in the draft, and then maybe do bad and try to get a quarterback next year? Are you going to draft Justin Fields? I mean, who? That, that's the thing with the Jets. If you start looking at the Jets, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks out there. It's crazy. I mean, this is the era yeah. of quarterbacks. And we know we know Trevor Lawrence is going number one already. I mean, but well, the question is, who is going to be – Adam Gase is not going to be coaching Trevor Lawrence. So who are the well, Jets are going to hire? Well, it would no. I mean, he's he's obviously going to Jacksonville, number one. But yeah, that's what it comes down to is like Trevor Lawrence knows where he's going, right? I mean, it was that was a tough loss against Ohio State, but I mean, he still threw for four hundred yards, had four total touchdowns. Like, I mean, he's obviously going number one. Like, there's no doubt about that. But what I think is, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's it's tough. I mean, I think if you are the Jaguars, you need someone in there who's going to, like, give that place some energy, right? You don't want to go draft someone like, you know, I mean, you don't want to go draft some basic coach, right, to run that, you know? You don't, no, to waste, like, that generational talent, you got to spend some money if you're Jacksonville. Of course. But Jacksonville just, like, isn't a big market, you know? Yeah. Dude, like, they don't, they're kind of a poor franchise, 100%. so they can't really afford to hire a big-time coach like Urban Meyer. Yeah. Somebody. Well, see, and, and I think the thing about that is, too, is... I mean, Urban would be a magnificent fit down in Jacksonville. I mean, he, he brings a good energy. Obviously, he was coaching at, you know, U of F forever, won two national championships there. I mean, you, you, have, you, have, a, you have some good NFL teams down in Florida right now. 
even around Florida. I just think that he he would be he would be an amazing fit. But then you start looking at other teams. Like here's the deal: Ur Urban Meyer has never been a guy who's like truly pursued the NFL. I mean, Urban Meyer reminds me a lot of like a John Gruden type, you know, before he was in Oakland, um, where he was like. Every single time a coaching spot opened up, John's Gruden's name. John's, John Gruden's name's getting brought up. The same with Urban Meyer. I mean, even even last year, 100%. Urban Meyer's name's getting brought up. You know, oh, he's thinking about here, he's thinking about here, this would be a good pickup here. But, like, when you really look at Urban Meyer overall, like, I mean, personally for me, I'd love for him to be in San Diego. I mean, being a, or I'm sorry, L.A., L.A. But, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that still. But, but, yeah, as a Chargers fan, I'd love it. I, oh, dude! I mean, with all those weapons, Mike Williams. I mean, and, and they've got a top. They've got a top. Keenan Allen. They've got dude. a top fifteen draft pick, and they're talking about you know Kyle Pitts maybe falling to him. Now, if they get someone like Kyle Pitts with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. I mean, Austin Eckler was injury prone, but he's obviously a good pass catching running back, and especially now when you have a quarterback as mobile and you can sling it. I mean, look at Keenan Allen's numbers from now. You know, even compared to when he was playing with Philip Rivers. I mean. Phil Rivers, I mean, all respect, you know, but he couldn't throw the ball 15 yards down the field without having to step into it. I mean, it's yeah. – so with someone like Justin Shot. Herbert with all those weapons like – Anthony Lynn, you know what? All, I praise Anthony Lynn. We, we got us a playoff win, you know, two years ago. It was cool. Um, but he's just not the guy. Like, we – but the issue with San Diego yeah. is – which has always been our issues. We, we don't – San Diego never – or, sorry, L.A. Um, the Chargers just don't spend money on – Coaches, and that that'll in the end, I think we are downfall. But I mean, what what do you think about Urban Meyer as far as like where do you think you would like to see him, or where do you think the highest possibility of him going? So, I mean, obviously there was rumors that came out like a few days ago that said Urban Meyer to the Jaguars is like hot right now. Like he's a really hot name among coaching candidates. I mean, a lot of people that are also getting talked about getting jobs are like Robert Sala, the Niners yep. coordinator, um, guys like uh, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. but Urban Meyer has just been a really hot name right now. And reports came out also that Jacksonville's owner like did not want to give up any control over the number uh, over the number one pick. He, he said that he had to have the final say no matter True. what. And so, if I'm a coach, like, you obviously don't want to walk into that situation. Like, you're like, what? You're the owner. Yeah. Why do you get final say over the personnel? Like, you, no. you just write the checks. You know what I'm saying? True, true. I mean, you yeah. worry about the economics of football. You don't worry about the personnel and game yeah. planning and the play and, like, the product on the field. Like, you're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So, I don't think Urban yeah. Meyer would want to go into a situation like that. No. No, if Urban Meyer's going anywhere, it's going to be a team that you're going to be able to win within the next two or three years, right? I mean, he's not looking to go That's somewhere and rebuild over the next five or six years, right? So if you do go to Jacksonville, get a generational talent like generational talent like Trevor Lawrence, you can start building around him, right? Start shipping off guys. I mean, they have lots of picks from Jalen Ramsey. I mean, the Jaguars have. I mean, I think that's probably the best spot for Urban Meyer to go. Once again, another situation like like L.A. I mean, the Chargers and also another. I mean, that's a. If you get someone like Urban Meyer in there, you're you're going to be winning within the next, you know, two or three years. I mean, if Urban Meyer goes to San Diego, I can see San Diego winning nine or ten games next year. In in a in my in my opinion, a pretty weak if they get a pretty Kyle weak AFC with that offense. Yeah, and and and, and, and on I my mean, opinion, they're in a division with the Chiefs, so they're gonna they're gonna just have to get yeah, over the wild card spot every year. True, I mean, but here's the deal with them: is like look 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 what. I mean, the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns all made. I mean, so you start looking at it like that. I'm not worried about the Chiefs being in the division. Yeah, I'd suck playing two times a year. Um, but, I mean, I could see if Urban Meyer goes there, I mean, I could see San Diego win 10 games next year just because – or LA win 10 games next year just because you get a, you get the energy in there like that. I think it's – I think it's pretty tough. But, yeah, so, I mean, I guess kind of moving on from Urban Meyer a little bit. G give me your NFL words. So, MVP – Obviously going to Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. 48 touchdowns, five, five interceptions, picks, yeah. top five in passing yards. Yep. Top, he's got the best touchdown interception ratio in the league, I believe. 71% yeah. completion as well. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I don't mean, think it's. I don't think that's a question. I, number, uh, they're the number one seed. Right? But who, who else? Who else are you putting in your MVP ranking? So we know Rodgers going number one, about like number two or three. So, uh, an interesting. 
stat is Derrick Henry yep. led the league in rush yards by 500 yards, was the next closest guy. Yeah, Dalvin had two, or no. So Derrick Henry had 2,000 rushing yards. I believe Dalvin Cook was the next closest at 1,500. Yeah. 500 yards. That's like three games. I mean, I'm pretty sure the last person ahead. to do that was the last running back one MVP and Adrian Peterson. Right. I mean, we, we don't see 2,000 rushing yards come around very often. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm, you know, I'm looking through some other stuff, ESPN stuff, and, and they have, you know, they got Rodgers one, obviously, Mahomes two, which, I mean, Mahomes is going to be in the top three for the next 10 years. And then they have they have Josh Allen three, which, I mean, all respect to those guys, but, like, 2,000 yards, dude. I mean, that is just – that's unheard of. That's unheard of. I think he had, what, five games over 150 yards this year? I mean, that is – that is literally unheard of. So I think, yeah, I mean, but going back to it, I, so I agree So Adrian Peterson's MVP season, he had 2,097 rushing yards. And 85 receiving. How many receiving yards? Yeah. 80 receiving yards. I believe that's 12 touchdowns. Now go to Derrick Henry. Because that's the thing, like, I, and, that, and I, I think what's, well, the problem is it's a quarterback league. Like, like we were talking about earlier, it's like it's such a quarterback Dominant, you know, dominant league that like quarterback's gonna win it every time now. But I mean, you, yeah, you look at you look at Derrick Henry over here. He's got 1,027. So five five more touchdowns than Adrian Peterson. What fifty or seventy yards less? I mean, but at the same time, like that's never gonna beat forty eight and five. I mean, Derrick Henry just does. He just does things that Adrian Peterson could do. He's just a monster. He's a freight train. Agreed. And he just runs over people. But it's and not. He's so valuable to the I agree. Titans. I agree. Well, he's the Titans. They just love to run the ball. Like that's yeah. their identity. They're just 100%. tough, and they just roll back with Ryan Tannehill, and then sweep left Derrick Henry up the middle, 100%. play action to Corey Davis, or Easy. you got AJ Brown on the outside too. That offense is like, don't sleep on the Titans in the playoffs, dude. They upset the Ravens last year. They're playing the Ravens again this but the, year. But the defense isn't the same. I'm just saying. The Ravens are on a hot I, and roll, kind of roll. I guess kind of get a little off topic, but yes, I think I don't know. I, I think the Ravens are in that game just because the Ravens are hot. All the Ravens got to do is figure out how to stop Derrick Henry because the Titans sure as hell are not stopping the Ravens run. Right. No way, dude. I mean, with a 400 total rushing yards last game against the against the. Um, Bengals, which I know we're all going to say, oh, it's just the Bengals, but the Bengals are an elite team. I mean, they still beat the, you know, the Steelers. I mean, right, they, and they, they put up good fights against teams. So to have 400, so they had 400 rushing yards and 40 minutes of possession time. 40 minutes of possession time. So I agree with you. I think the Titans are a team to look out for, but I, I don't want, if I'm the, if I'm the AFC, I, there's, I don't want to play the Ravens. I, I don't, and I want to play the Bills, right? Those are the two teams that if I'm, Either one of those, I don't. I don't necessarily want to um, play them, but that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good one. Um, I'm really excited for. Uh, I'm. I'm truly really excited for the. Uh, for the oh my gosh, the I'm, I'm kind of excited for the Redskins game against the Buccaneers. I'm actually serious. I know you're laughing at me, but I actually I'm am, dude. I want. You said Redskins. I know. Well, sorry, the football team. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, the football team. The R, sorry, football I, team. not the R words, not the R words. <laughs> the football team. But I'm, I am really excited about the football team's game because that front four is nasty, man. Do I think oh, they're going to win? No, picks, they're, not, they're probably not going to win. But that front four is filthy. It's the best front four in the league on that defensive end. And they got they got a really stellar defense, which I just man, that's that's, that's going to be a good game. But sorry, getting back to the NFL awards. Okay, so we got and I agree with you on this got one. Really off topic there. Yes, okay. but that's okay. We got Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. Which I 100% agree with. I don't. I don't think it's a question. So now let's move over to defensive player of the year. For me personally, I think it might be T.J. Watt. Yeah, he led the league in sacks. That's yep. a fair. That's a super fair argument, dude. But that the Steelers defense, they started out so hot. I mean, they were like first True. in literally every Everything. defensive category for the first eight games. Like they were dominant. That still doesn't take away from his game. That still doesn't take away from T.J. Watt's game. Right, I mean, just be, he's part of that good defense, you know. If you don't have someone like T.J. Watt weighing you down, anchoring you down the end like that, is that defense the same? I don't know. I think if you take deep, yeah, I don't but think they I also know. lost Devin Bush and Bud Dupree, and then T.J. Watt. Like, 
I mean, he was kind of like just getting a True. lot of sacks because those guys weren't making as many plays as well. Yeah, they were just sending T.J. Watt like it, every time. True, but the thing is, that's not like a wide receiver where it's like, oh, he's getting more catches because this guy's out. I mean, I think you're almost at more of a disadvantage because now it's like, okay, the only guy we truly got to worry about is T.J. Watt, and he was still able to make plays while being while losing two of his other, you know, front four on the defensive line. But I mean, who, who do you who, do you, who would you have for defense? T.J. Watt is a good pick. I'd. I'd probably have to go with Aaron Donald. Okay. Aaron Donald, I mean, this guy's unstoppable. He's getting triple teamed on every yeah. play. I mean, you just really can't stop the guy. He still has 13 and a half sacks. That's the most, that's second most in the league. He leads the Ram. I think he leads the NFC West in tackles. I think he's like top five in the NFC, in the NFL in tackles in general. But he's just a monster. You really can't stop Aaron Donald. He's so valuable to the Rams defense also True. Like, because then you have guys like you can send Leonard Floyd like their linebacker on blitzes if so many offensive linemen have to account for Donald and I think unfortunately though, I think I think Aaron Donald has a LeBron James effect to where Aaron Donald's from a defensive player every single year yeah. defensive player of the year every every year yeah but 100%. he won't because I think it's because he does have that more or less LeBron feel to him towards like, we know this is probably, I mean, easily the best defensive player within the last decade, right? Easily. But then you start digging into, I, I just think that like, and that's what I'm saying. Do I think TJ Watts a better defensive player than Aaron Donald? No, absolutely not. But the MVP, you know, I, I don't know. The MVP doesn't always go to the most viable player, right? The, 100%. the defensive player of the year doesn't always go to the best defensive player in the league. It goes to whoever the best performance that season. And overall, I just have a hard time not giving it to someone like TJ Watt. Just, i just like to point out for the rack record, I just looked it up and Bobby Wagner was actually top 10 in the league in tackles this year. Gotta love it. Not Aaron Donald. Gotta love it. Leads the NFC West. Jalen Smith, Let's really? All right, we'd love to see it. Love so, to see it. Okay. So who do you think for offensive player? Of the okay, year? this is where I have a toss-up because we have two players in the AFC who had arguably one of the best years that that position's ever seen. And you have Travis Kelsey, and you have uh, you have Travis Kelsey number one, and then you also got Derrick Henry. I mean, we're talking about two guys overall 100%. that had arguably some of the biggest performances that. Um, that we have ever, ever seen, at least on the offensive side of the field. I mean, if you look at some of the best tight ends of all time, I mean, the season that Travis Kelsey had this year, it was, it it was next level. So, I mean, I mean, to me, is I would have a hard time not giving Derrick Henry, personally. I just, I mean, two thousand rushing yards is like unheard of. I mean, but. You start looking at, I mean, my goodness, dude, 1,400, pa- 1,400 receiving yards for Travis Kelsey and 11 touchdowns. I mean, we you, you can go back and look at, like, Tony Gonzalez's, you know, obviously arguably one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Um, some of his best year stats, I mean, they're, don't get me wrong, they're going to be good. But I'm not even close no. to Travis Kelsey, bro. No. Not even close. So, like, I mean, twelve hundred was the most he had, and that was with seven touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had fourteen hundred, and he had eleven. So, it's a toss-up. I mean, I, I would put him tied at one. Do I, I think they'll end up giving it to Kelsey? Unfortunately, just because that performance by tight end hasn't been seen in a long time. One hundred percent. I mean, a guy who I would personally give it to. I mean, he's not going to get any votes, but Devontae Adams led all led the league in receiving touchdowns this year. He had eighteen. He also had. Uh, he had seven, or no. So he had 18 receiving touchdowns this year, led all receivers. How many, re- how many receiving yards did Devontae have? He had 13, he had about 1,400 receiving yards, but I just think the Packers would not even be close no. to where they are without Devontae. Like, I agree. He completely changes that offense. 100%. And they have Aaron Jones too, he's a good running back, but Devontae is just such, he's the best route runner in the league right now. I mean, best, I think he's I think he's arguably the Him, best receiver Stephon in the league. Diggs, I think yeah. he's arguably the best receiver in the league. I That's mean, what I would say. But then too. if you're going to, I mean, if you want to start mentioning names like that, I mean, I would even put Stefan Diggs up there if we're talking about wide receivers. But 100%. if I, but once again, you look at Travis Kelsey, who's a position where it's you're blocking and receiving, not just receiving. For, I mean, I just, to me, I have a hard time not giving Travis Kelsey at 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns. But, okay, so moving on. 
Offensive um, rookie of the year. I mean, I, I'm going Justin Herbert, obviously. I mean, broke the rookie touchdown passing record. Um, and I mean, let's see. He didn't play for. He didn't play. He didn't play one game of the season. First game of the season, he didn't play. By his third game, he had his first start against Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs hit the field goal to win the game, right in overtime. So how and and the thing was, the Chargers were that close. Was they missed or yeah, they missed a field goal from about 54 yards out to win that game. So you look at it, and yeah, it's it's really really tough. Um, but yeah, as a Chargers fan, yeah, I would have a hard time not saying Justin Herbert. Justin Jefferson had one of the best wide receiving years yeah. in general. Yeah, beat Randy Moss's yeah. uh, rookie record yep. with the Vikings. I mean, Randy Moss, obviously a top three receiver of all time. I'd say like him, Jerry Rice. Like I put T.O. up there. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, as far as seasons go, I just don't think that he Justin Herbert completely changed the way that team was playing. One hundred percent. Like he brought he broke the rookie uh, touchdown passing record, like you said, and which is unreal. But then you also have to look at like, I mean, we we still got seven. He's wins. also we also he's yep. also playing with Anthony Lynn, a head coach who just got fired right now, and a very Imagine passive get, head coach. Yeah, and a very passive, very passive. Like they get up big on teams and then they just start oh, running yeah. the ball and like dicking around with, and Justin Herbert just like. You're not putting them in a position to no. succeed. So if you imagine you get him with some Urban. good coaching. I mean, yeah, That's I agree with you though. Justin Herbert probably offensive rookie of the year. And, and if you look at if you look at the Chargers' offense too, I mean, let's be, okay. So caught him seven wins, which I wasn't expecting us to have seven wins this year. Not only that, but the nine games we lost, six of those nine games were within with were within touchdown. So then I'm looking, I'm like, okay. And, we're, and it wasn't like, oh, it's down to the wire. It's like teams are coming back. I was like, we're up three touchdowns against the Buccaneers. They scored 28 straight points when we lose. So I think I just have, I would have a hard time not putting him there. I mean, and, and especially he has the perk of being a quarterback, but he completely changed the way that Chargers offense was going that year. They had a good defense with Derwin James back there, but yeah, he completely changed it. What about, I mean, I don't. What about defensive rookie of the year? I mean, you got to go Chase Young, right? Yeah, obviously. I, I don't even think there's anyone even close. I mean, he that completely changes the way that Washington front plays. I mean, he's just so powerful and physical. Like, I mean, he this, he dominated at Ohio State, bro. I mean, he's a top he five had, or top ten D in the league right now. 100%. He's, he made a Pro Bowl as a rookie, dude. That's nuts. Him and him and that's another thing. Justin Jefferson and Chase Young both made Pro Bowls as rookies, yeah. and I don't think a lot of the other rookies made no. Pro. Like Justin Herbert did make the Pro Bowl. Well, but once again, look at look at who Justin oh, Herbert's yeah, going I against agree. in the AFC. Totally right? You agree. have Lamar Jackson. You have you have Josh Allen. You have Patrick. Moore. He's not going to make a Pro Bowl. I'm just talking about as far no, as like that's totally fair. It's easier. It's harder to make the. I mean, the quarterback play like in the NFL right now so is so good. It's the best it's ever been. Like you said, you have guys like Deshaun Watson leading the league in yards. That's what I mean. So playing with dog shit. And and we're talking about teams giving up people like Jimmy G, who five years ago, if he would have stayed with New England, probably would have won a Super Bowl. We're talking about guys like Sam Darnold, who's not that bad of a quarterback. He's still a top three pick. We're talking about guys like Carson Wentz, right, who are on the trading block because teams don't want him. I mean, this is the the generation of quarterbacks. So I think overall, I, I just, I, I, yeah, I guess it, it's nuts. But making making a Pro Bowl as and especially on like defensive as a end, quarterback, it's really tough. it's tough. But I'm talking about making the Pro Bowl as a defensive end as a rookie. I mean, and marking so yourself hard. probably top five, arguably, in your position. So, especially this year, now that, you know, Joey Boza was out, but, um, which, God, that's, Fair. that sucks, dude. I mean, having him out of the game, I've had, it's just weird, dude. Watching that 49ers defense work without him was just, was just weird. I mean, his younger brother, Nick though. Nick Bosa oh. out, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this was the year to make a Pro Bowl 100%. for a rookie defense. Which Joey two looks, two of the best Joey defense. looks good, man. Those are probably the top two, or two of the top five, five at least. Uh, yeah, and I love Joey, dude. Joey Boza. Right I mean, he was he wasn't hurt too long, so that's why I was going to boy, that Chargers defense is coming around. Um, all right, so so yeah, we're gonna take a short break, um, and we will be right back. All righty, and we are back once again. This is Sauce McHugh. I am Jack Burns, and this is Finn McHugh live from Missoula, Montana, once again. So the other night, 
Steph Curry drops 62 points mm. against the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Just cooking, Going against Damian Lillard, another top point guard in the league. Steph, uh, Steph kind of showed him he's boss a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little, I mean a little bit. Steph, Steph's ridiculous, man. Uh, I mean, his ball handling and his finishing ability are just like some of his assets. Obviously, he is an absolute monster from the three-point line. I mean, like the, how he can get himself so open. Is, for 16. I mean, he was just toying with D. Yeah. He was toying with Damian Lillard. His core Peter vision. Cole. They tried to put everybody on him, and they still yeah. could not stop him. Eight for 16. Dame and CJ both combined eight for 16 100%. on threes. Steph just out completely outplayed like their entire. Team. So he had bad. Seven assists so too. Much. I mean, sixty-two dimes. I mean, he still got it. He still got it. Um, here's the thing with Steph. Okay, question for you. So obviously he's a top five point guard of all time. Yes, right, one hundred percent. My issue with Steph, and I'm a huge Steph guy, but like my issue with him is like he's never won without a good supporting cast. That's the only issue with Steph. Like LeBron has like repeatedly been to finals and finals, and I'm not once again. I'm not a huge I LeBron mean, guy. I mean, LeBron has had pretty good supporting cast. I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about his good supporting cast. I'm talking about like when he like '07 in Cleveland. Like, if Steph takes over that team, do you think that team is making it to the NBA Finals? Well, Steph has the opportunity to show what he can do with That's a team what I'm like saying. this right now. With Golden State, he just dropped 62, put himself on MVP notice, like put the league on notice. Um, I but think, the thing I about think, Steph Curry being worst. a top five point guard of all time is he has he won back-to-back yeah, MVPs, 100%. and he is the only unanimous MVP True. ever. Which is pretty fucking nuts. Like, you think about LeBron's 2013 MVP with Miami. Like, that's insane. Le- LeBron didn't even get unanimous. And that, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying he's not a top five point guard. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. He's a top five point guard. Greatest yeah. shooter of all time. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, we've never seen Steph Curry win without a supporting cast. Like, without someone like a, like, you know, like a Robin. You know, Batman and Robin. And with, with them, like, you've never seen that. No. You haven't seen Steph Curry win without anyone else. Like, he doesn't have his Robin this year in Clay Thompson, right? So. Prayers up for Clay Thompson. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's awful. I hate, hate to see it. hate to see it. That's what I'm saying. So, if he, if he can. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year, though. I don't. I really don't, too, just because I don't think. I don't think so. The West is so good. The West is no. so good this year, yeah. dude. I mean, you. Oof. The West is so tough. I mean, so. Obviously, LA is going to be at the top of the West, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, not even a doubt. And then, who would you put? Would you put the Clippers? The second best team in the West, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I I think it's going to be different this year with the Clippers. Hopefully, um, everyone's really down on them, but they're still tough. They still, yeah, they still have Kawhi and Paul George. Like I know Stinky P last year in the playoffs was absolutely awful, but uh, and then. And then How I'd, do you think the Rockets will do with James mm, Harden and? John oh Ball? my gosh, that's a totally different. That's a totally different topic, dude. I mean, you start talking about. I don't think James Harden's going to end up in Houston. I mean, he's, he'll be out of there. I think. Um, I think you got to wait a little bit longer in this season to trade him. But as the season goes on, teams are going to get more desperate. You know, no, you can't trade him right now. Like he's an untrade. Like he's not showing up to. I don't uh, think any that's of Houston's it. practices. I mean, he's still showing up and dropping forty-one. Like he's good. He's I just around, think that like the longer you wait, you have to wait because teams get super desperate, dude. I mean, think about. I'm not. This is just someone brought. I heard this or someone brought this up that he might be going to Boston, which as a Celtics fan, I don't like to hear it. But a team like Boston can get desperate, say midway through, um, you know, midway through the between now and the All Star break, you know. 15, 20 games in, maybe Boston's not one of the games they want. Maybe they need a player like James Harden. So like, you definitely have to wait until teams get desperate before you ship off James Harden. Or I completely agree with you. Yeah, you. I mean, but what kind of what kind of package would you even put together for James Harden? If, if I was Boston, if you're Boston and you want to trade for him. I mean, I wouldn't want to. Obviously, I'm trading my young guys, so I'm pro- I'm definitely so trading. So Jalen Brown is gone, right? No, absolutely not. So what, I'm shipping Kemba off either Walker? Kimba. Oh, I would ship off. I would ship off someone like maybe Kimba, a Grant Williams, and then maybe a couple picks. What about Robert Williams? Ah, uh, no way. There's no way he's our he's our friend. I mean, I think he's our future center, dude. I mean, he's so athletic and he's playing really good this year. 
That'd be a tough one to give away. Celtics do have like a shit ton of assets, and so and Celtics, picks. Celtics name. I feel like they get brought up in every major free agent just because the Celtics can offer so, so many picks. And, like, Dude, when Kevin Durant, point. when Kevin Durant during his uh, what was that 2016 free agency, 2017 yeah, free agency when he with the Warriors. Yeah, so he met up. Danny Ainge had him come down to Boston, meet up with him. And when um, Kevin Durant walked in the room, it was Tom Brady and Isaiah Thomas were sitting in there. And they all had like a meeting together. I was like, dude, imagine no you walk into a room way. and Tom Brady's in there. Be crazy, dude. Crazy. Wait, yeah, Isaiah but that, Thomas? Well, yeah, but that was, when, that was when like Isaiah Thomas, that's when they were getting good. Oh, whoa, whoa. I was thinking of fucking. No, no, no. Nah, five foot nine, baby, Isaiah. <laughs> he was, he got MVP votes, dude. He did get MVP votes. I got a lot of respect for Isaiah Thomas because he dropped, what was it? He dropped like 51 50 the night after yeah. his sister died. Like on the Wizards? All that the, is oh, yeah. probably like one of the most inspirational performances yeah. like that I've ever seen. In overtime? Live. In overtime? That's such that a good game. Nuts. Oh, that was such a good game. In the playoffs, too. 100%. That, that team was, was so sweet, dude. That team was so good. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah, <sighs> yeah Isaiah Thomas just, uh, I don't know. He's had kind of a tough... He's had kind of a tough. He's just time. injury prone a little bit. That's but okay. getting back to James Harden trade rumors, do you think the Nets could possibly be oh, yeah. a trading candidate? I don't know though. Now that Spencer Dinwiddie's out for the year, yeah, that's the um, thing. But you would have to give away Karis Levert. One hundred percent would have to be gone. But you don't want have to give to... that up because that makes you so thin at shooting. Then Joe Harris is going to have to play like thirty-eight minutes. Well, and that's the thing. Like He's they're they're already not deep as is. The Nets already like they are not they aren't deep as is now with. Dinwiddie out. So when I look at something like that, I don't think I don't I don't know where he's gonna go. I think he's gonna go somewhere. He he could go somewhere like Chicago. I don't, like just somewhere out there. I don't think he's gonna. I just can't see him in Brooklyn. Trade like so. If you're Chicago, you you ideally want to hold on to Lowry Markin and I would ship off Lowry Markin so fast for James Harden, dude. <laughs> so you have your young cores: Kobe White, yep. Zach Levine, yep. Lowry Markin, Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter's gone, right? I mean, maybe. Yeah, Wendell Carter would probably have to go. I don't know, dude. Like, That's James Harden's not – he is gone, dude. I don't think you keep him, but I think it's a waste of time. The longer you keep him, I don't think you're going to get much for him. I mean, look, look what happened to the Pelicans. Exactly. Like, they waited too long, and I don't think they got – like, the original offer was, like, Lonzo, Kuzma, like Josh Hart. all of them, dude. Yes. Literally for all AD of them. and some of those guys. So, it's like they waited too long. So, that's the thing. It's all about the waiting game. I mean, you got to time it right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see, I could potentially see Harding going to probably. I mean, he might go to Brooklyn. Maybe Brooklyn does dice something up, gets him there. They're not. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm honestly truly worried about Brooklyn in the playoffs as a Celtics fan. Like, I. Yeah. I don't know if I want to play the Nets. Dude, I mean, KD and Kyrie are so good. Like, but here's the deal. Tatum's good too, man. And Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's averaged like 29 points a game this year so far. I know we're only seven games in, but. Jalen Brown is going nuts, dude. And then, I don't know, do you think they're going to try to maybe, uh, do you think the Celtics will try and ship off Kemba somewhere at the trade deadline? I really want us to ship him off for Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday would have been a really, really good fit in that Boston system just because his defense is so good. And we don't really need someone who's like going to get us a bucket every time because we got guys like that. We need defense. I think Drew Holiday would have been perfect. Because I think that's where Kimba lacks is defensively and having someone like Drew Holiday in there who's a good, strong point guard. He can shoot, good at defense, knows the game. I mean, I think he would have been. That's who I wanted. But, yes, I, I a like. a former all-star, dude. Yeah, like, I like scrub. No, definitely not. And I like Kimba, but I would. I don't know who we'd chip him off for. But if we could get something decent, like a center, and just play Marcus Smart at the one, Yeah. that would be cool. I'd be I down mean, with who that. who would you want, like, like Boogie Cousins, like no, no, bro. I heard there's reports saying that Boogie Cousins like looks like he's in the best shape of his career. I know, but no, I would. Not I mean, uh, I would try to trade him for someone like John Wall was his teammate at Kentucky. True, and he said he's uh, that good. he looks like a beast. And also, who's the fucking Kings player that's on the uh, Rockets now? Uh, no clue. Ben McElmore. Oh, okay. okay. Ben McElmore played with them, I think. And but I'm not giving up Kimba Walker. The First of all, I don't have the, beast. the Rockets wouldn't have the cap space for that. Because Kimba, Kimba Walker is like $35 million a year. So I don't think the Rockets have the cap space. And obviously, I don't think I, the Celtics would want Boogie. Right? I mean, I, I want someone big and strong in this, in the, like a strong center, dude. Well, who would you want then? I mean, it'd be cool to have someone along the lines of like 
I think someone like a Wendell Carter, Rudy Gobert, someone along, like I know I don't know if the Jazz would trade Rudy Gobert obviously for Kimba. We probably have to get Robert Williams too. Okay, what are the stats on Wendell Carter? Because like, is he somebody that can bang down there and get you like yeah. eleven rebounds a game? Yeah. Is that because that's what you want, yeah. him, right? And get yeah. like a couple of blocks, maybe. Hundred percent. Maybe the Grizzlies. I mean, Jonas Valanciunas is pretty tough, dude. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Valanciunas, to be honest. But I don't know. I mean, who? Okay, so from your from your standpoint, if you are the Nets, where are you sitting right now? Is the Nets like how are you feeling? I I I mean I don't feel great if I'm being honest because. Losing Spencer Dinwiddie is yeah. a lot bigger deal than people think. 100%. Because now Kyrie, you're starting Kyrie, uh, probably Joe Harris, LeVert, KD, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, and they have Jared Allen. I mean, they're, they're decent. And Jared Allen. But, like, you're so, th- I mean, you're super thin at shooting guard. And so you can't really hide Joe Harris on defense because he's, he's not going to guard anybody, like I was saying. And so the Nets, like, I think they'll probably do well in the regular season because teams don't really play defense that much anyways yep. in the regular season. But when they get to the playoffs, like, think about sh- uh, who they're going to be going up against in the East. Uh, but they can beat those teams, too. I mean, they can beat a Boston. They can beat a Milwaukee. They can beat a Miami. I mean, they're like, I a Miami know, Heat dude. team. I think, they can I th- beat those teams, though. Like, it's not I like, think that they could get clamped by I Milwaukee. think they get rocked in the West. Drew Holiday. They're good. And, uh, Drew Holiday yeah, and Giannis, Giannis lock true. up KD and Kyrie. I mean, I could see it. True. But, yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. I just don't think that Milwaukee's going to do it. I just don't know. Like, if you were Brooklyn, you're in the West, then I'd be worried. But if in the East, I mean, the East is still not as strong as the West is. And I think the Nets, I mean, the Nets could beat Boston. I mean, I think they'll probably meet they could in the beat Eastern Milwaukee. Conference Finals. I think it'll be Boston. I think it'll be probably Brooklyn. No, I think I think I think Boston's gonna be would be Milwaukee. I think it'll probably be Brooklyn Boston. and Boston in the semis, and then it'll be Milwaukee versus the Heat. Maybe Dude, Jalen is so much better than you think, man. I think the I think the Celtics would be would beat the Nets in a seven game series. No. Yes, you think dude. the Celtics would beat the yes. Nets? Yep. I I mean, actually, that's not... I mean, they're I don't deep, know. man. I mean, they're good. Once I get... It, this thing, if Kimba comes back and he can stay healthy, you got Kimba at your one, Jalen at your two, you got Tatum at your three, Tyus at your four, you got Tristan Thompson at your five, off your bench, you got Jeff Teague, you got Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. Dude, he put up 20 last night against the <laughs> Raptors, bro. I mean, right, they're let's deep. Chill out. Let's chill out on Peyton Pritchard. I mean, he's a, he's a stud. I love Peyton He's Pritchard. a bucket, dude. I Boston mean, fans love that right, guy. You but saw that ball handling video in him, right? Like, he's just yeah. going crazy. He's a god. Yeah. He's so good. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that would be a close series. Okay, now let's go to the West real quick. Who? So, who do you think is going to come out of the West and who are they playing in the Western Conference Finals? So I think it's probably I think it's probably LA and Denver again, honestly. Like I just I don't see it with the Clippers, and I still think that uh, LA would probably it would be like a five or six game series. Probably I mean like yeah, you got to assume that Jamal Murray takes a step forward and Jokic. Jokic is playing so really good. well right now. Jokic is so Jokic good. Is he's a t- he's probably right the best now. center in the league. Easily, yeah, easily the best center. <laughs> yeah, in the he's league. so he's so good, dude. Just because. Ball handling is shooting. He's man. He's tough. He's got so much touch, and he's just like such a smart basketball player. And that's dude. a young like, team. He's such a good pass. That's a young team, man. Yeah, that is Michael Porter Jr. Bull Bull. That's a young team. Michael Porter, Jamal Murray's pretty yeah. young. He's like twenty. Gary Harris 25. is like twenty five or twenty six. I mean, I mean, two years ago they were making playoff runs, and that's a young team he's making playoff runs with. That's what I'm saying. Jokic is so good. They made it to the Western Conference Finals five. last year. They beat the Clippers yeah. in what seven? They came back down three one. Yeah. And so you think about some other young players in the league, Jamal Murray, Donovan Luka. Mitchell. We gotta talk about Luca. Yeah, I mean, gotta talk about Luka. when the Mavs get Porzingis back, you don't. I think that team's gonna make a run. Like the Porzingis. I mean, Porzingis is good, but Luca, dude, I mean, he's ridiculous. Luca, third is year nuts. in the league? Are you kidding me? Like, uh, it's yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous how good Luca Dantic is. I mean, he's put up his first triple double the other night. Stope. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so he's so good, man. I mean. He might. He has potential to win MVP this year. I think he's a lot of people's favorite to win MVP this year. Honestly, he. I mean, the Mavs were the best offense in the 100%. NBA last year, right? 
I believe. Yeah, one of the most efficient offenses, yeah. And I think they were also, like, one of the most efficient offenses in NBA history or yeah. something. Like, they were nuts, nuts when, last especially year. when Luke mm-hmm. and Porzingis were both healthy. Yeah. Porzingis has to stay, like, healthy this year. I know he was coming off an injury last year, but I think the Mavs, like, it surprised a lot They're of people and probably They're be, deep. like, finish like top three or four that, in the West. They picked maybe. up Josh Richardson this year, and that's such a good pick for them, dude, because he's a three and D guy. That's what you yeah. need. And that's then need. Luke is not the best defender himself. And so then you have Josh Richardson. He can like, he can help. Him. He's super long, dude. And I'm pretty sure he's made like an all defensive team before also. Who? Josh Richardson. Yeah, I think yeah. he was an all NBA 13 a couple of years yeah. ago, like two years ago. Yeah, he's locked down. Dude. He's good. And I don't believe in the Sixers, dude. No. I just never do. Like, they just literally are just so... Like, Ben Simmons is just can't no. shoot. Like That's what I'm saying. We're not even talking about the no. Sixers coming out of the No, East. I don't even know why I thought it's Sixers, but just no chance there. I was thinking Ben Simmons, there's just no way. Now, without a jump shot, dude, that uh, Simmons just doesn't really stand a chance, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, okay, let's, let's move on to something. What about over the next 10 years from now? Who do you see being, like, your top players and like what have they accomplished I guess more or less so 10 years from now I think Luka Doncic probably has like three MVPs three MVPs okay 10 years yeah I think he's projecting at that level dude yeah 100% I mean no he's uh definitely like on had on par seasons with like LeBron when he was his age, you know. So you think he'll be the best player in ten years from the ten years from? I think Luca will be the best player in the league. I think Luka Doncic will be the best player in the league ten years from now. And then you also have to talk about guys like Zion Williamson. I mean, like he's a top twenty player in the league right now. Like, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, for, like, what he, well, for what he can do and like yeah. what he can move, yeah, he's tough. Freakish athleticism, dude. I mean, he's good defensively. Yeah. He's a good player. That he's energetic, good can guy. That yeah. shots like out of the gym, and everybody like what people what people always talk about with Zion, but I feel like it doesn't get talked about that much. Is like his second jump when he's going for rebounds or block shots or like going for a putback, like. He'll, like, go up and get the rebound and, like, maybe not get it the first time, but he'll, like, tip it back yeah. up. Then he just gets up again and he's puts the shot back or gets He'll the be a top player in 10 years from now, 100%. Yeah. I think he'll be – Zion will be a top five player 10 years from now. Dude, Definitely. I think you got to look at someone. I mean, obviously, he's got the name, but, like, LaMelo Ball, dude. I mean, he <laughs> – I know, but, like, we're talking 10 years from now, so he's 20 or he's 19. So when he's, like, 29, he's going to be in, like – one of the peaks of his prime at six seven, a guard who can move like that. He's, he's gonna nuts. get his jump shot down. Dude, he's, he's he's gonna be. I think he'll be a top five player. Ten years. One hundred percent. I mean, James Wiseman's gonna be good. James Wiseman. I mean, I. He's, I, mean, I think. What about like Jason Tatum. Oh well, yeah, I mean, J, yes, yeah. I mean, JT's only twenty two. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, he's like. I mean, he'll be a little bit a little bit past his peak, in ten years, but. I'm excited for the next like five or six, dude. Because he like he's only 22. Yeah, he's, and like, he's already like a beast. Clearly, the fa- franchise player for the Boston. Celtics. 100%. Jalen Brown's 23. Like those two guys, and we just extend them for five years each. 100%. So those two guys are going to be it. We just got to figure out a way to like, and we got time to build around them. Right. Once you find a good team to build around those guys. Yeah, I mean, they have a pretty good team right now. But like you said, they just need to add, like, a big out of that team. Anderson. But what do you think about Donovan Mitchell? Like, I think he's one of the best young players mm-hmm. right now. But, mm-hmm. like, 10 years from now, what do you think? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think he's a top 10 player. Yeah. You think, I think so? He's a top, oh, 100% a top 10 player. I mean, he's he's probably, like, 6 or 7. Um, there's yeah. just other guys that, like, I mean, you got guys like Luka, Zion, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Like, some of those guys, I mean... Yeah. He's gonna be good, but gosh, man, there's just so many like Jaw. Jaw Morant's gonna be an animal ten years from now, dude. 100%. He's gonna be an animal, and Trey Young's gonna be good. I mean, yeah, the league has like never had like this much like talent talent in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, the league's never had this much talent. It's nuts as far as pure athleticism and like like skill over like it's it's insane how talented the league is today. Like Trey Young is like projecting as like Steph Curry, a two time MVP. Zion is projecting yeah. as like Charles Barkley and 100%. a mix of like him well, and Sean Kemp. Well, dude, and like, you look at you look at top twenty like yeah, two top fifty players of all time. You look at guys like Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. I look at them like they kind of ruined it for rookies. 
Yeah, they were just so good. Yeah, yeah now everyone expects everyone to be Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum. It was so nuts, dude. And now every now you know Trey Young's popping off his rookie year. Lucas, so like rookies don't even get a chance. I mean, we're like talking about some guys like. I mean, Julius Randle's like dropped off the face of the earth, right? But I mean, he's now entering his prime. He's around 27, and he's playing pretty good in New York. So like, people just don't give uh, people enough time. That's the thing, dude. We just like we just don't know. Like players yeah. will literally like it takes guys like a while to develop. Like they're 19 years old going into the draft, you know? Like well, in mean. the NFL, like they're 21 year old. Like they're like more like fully grown like men almost, yeah. and like. Dude, when I was 19, like, I was a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Like, I was definitely not as smart or, no. like, as, like, mature and so as much, I am. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, too, but, like, yeah. the thing is, like, Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum are, like, generational talents, right? And But we're talking about all these generational talents coming up in the span of, like, four years. I mean, if you, you never saw, like, someone like Donovan Mitchell, who's a rookie, comes as a shooting guard, absolutely pop off like that. No. Unless you were a generational talent, right? Yeah. I mean, Brandon Jennings did it his rookie year, but that was that was even a playoff game. That Donovan was, Mitchell that went Brandon off. Brandon Jennings was just like a random thing, though. Like, yeah. Donovan Mitchell put up 57, and, like, yeah. five times in the playoffs. So, like, that's generational talent. Now we have, like, people like Jason Tatum, Trey Young, John Moran, Zion. I mean, we got elite, elite rookies now. So it's... It's gonna, the NBA is going to be insane over the next five to ten years. I mean, it's going to be so fun to watch. So if you had to rank your uh, top ten, or do you want to do top five? In ten years? Top five players ten years from now. Give me your top five. Okay. Um, top five. I'm going to go the best overall player in the league. I'm going to have to go with Luka, probably number one. I'd probably put... I still don't know if Zion's gonna stay healthy. So that's yeah, why, that's like, so I would probably put Jaw at two. Interesting. Okay. I'd put probably Tatum around three or four. Yeah. Um, I'd maybe put someone up there like Trey Young. Yeah. And then, actually, I'd probably go Lomelo Ball, and then I might go someone like Trey Young, or you look at someone like, I mean, 10 years from now, I mean, Giannis is 26. All right, what, 26? He'll be 36. 36, um, yeah. I mean, Giannis will be, he'll, he'll still be making all-star teams. 100%. But yeah, number five, there's got to be someone else out there. Number five, I'd probably put, call me crazy, but I'm going to put Anthony Edwards at number five. <laughs> I think, like, Love a guard. Yeah, dude, he's so athletic. A guard like that, he's... He's nuts, dude. He's tough. He's, he's ridiculous. He's so athletic and, like... He just has like he's got so much swag, dude. Yeah. And like you see him in the interview, uh, talking to that one lady. He's like, "Yeah, I was literally like the best player on every team I was on. Like, what do you want to do?" No, about he's it? good. He's good. So yeah, I guess my top five would be Luca, Jaw, Tatum. Uh, who's my fourth? Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young, and then I'd probably go. Uh... Yeah, damn, dude. I just don't know. There's so many good players that are gonna be. Good ten years from now, I even put someone like Jalen up there, but I'm gonna put Lamelo. I'm taking out Trey Young. I want Lamelo at. I want Lamelo at four, and then at five, I want Anthony Edwards. So that's my top five. That's your top five. Yep. Okay. okay. I like it. So I'm also. Luca Jaw, Jalen, Luca Jaw, Jalen, Lamelo, Anthony Edwards. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Like All right, I'm gonna have to go Luca number one, like obviously, yeah. and uh, then. Probably uh, for number two, I don't know. I would, I would probably put Jason Tatum at two, honestly. Like, yeah. I think John Moran's going to be really good. John Moran is sick, but I don't think he'll be a top five player in the league. But I'm just looking at peaks of prime. Like, JT will be 33 and John Moran will be 30. Yeah, but, like, what if John Moran just, like, drops True. off? Like, True. I mean, well, no, I agree. I've only no, seen continue, one though. Continue, though. Moran. So, yeah, Jason Tatum at two. Jason Tatum at two. Then I'm going to go Zion three. Like, I just think he's going to be, uh, I think he's just going to be a force, honestly. Like, he was so unstoppable at Duke, and, like, I feel like he's just so young still. And, 100%. like, I think he was, he's this good already. Like, there's no way no. that he, like, fucks it up this bad. And, yeah. like, I think he's definitely going to be, like, probably, like, 28 and, like, 13 a game, yep. guaranteed. Yeah. And, like, a couple of blocks and a few steals, maybe. You think he's going to get injured, though? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, that's just like a hot take, it's a prediction. But yeah, I think he might. So I got yeah. So I got Zion at three. 
And then at four, I'd probably go Trey Young. Like yeah. I, I'm a big Trey Young fan, yeah. to be honest. Like I, he just, uh, he has like, he's gonna project like Steph Curry, you know, like yeah. just has that unlimited range and uh, he just, he's like a volume shooter, you 100%. know. And but he has like really nice ball handling skills too. Like Steph is probably one of the best ball handlers like of all time. But Trey Young, like. You know he like studied Steph's moves, obviously. Like he definitely tries to mimic his 100%. game, and I think Trey Young, like, I don't know if he'll win like two MVPs like Steph, but I think he's he's gonna make a couple of like first and second team All NBAs, like in his I career. Agree. I think. I agree. Once you get like Steph Curry and these other guys out of the league, so I've got him at four, and then five. Damn, I mean, I'd probably have to go Donovan Mitchell, okay. honestly. I like it. I like uh, it. Donovan Mitchell, like he, I mean, we're going with like a small sample size here, but he went, he went off, off in the playoffs, playoffs last yeah. year. That was yeah. nuts, dude. And that's going against the best competition of like in the NBA. Hundred percent. He's just like, give me the ball and get the fuck out, out of the way. way. He's dude. a baller, man. I mean, he's he's a yeah. savage. Yeah. Donovan I just Mitchell's small sample size, but yeah, I just hot takes, dude. Hot takes. Gotta love it. So I got number one, Luca, number two, Jason yep. Tatum, three, Zion, four, Trey Young, and five, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. All right, well, that's about wraps it up, huh? All right, yeah, this has been, uh, this has been spicy takes. <laughs> spicy <laughs> takes, spicy takes. All right, well, once again, this is Sauce McHugh. My name is Jack. I'm Finn McHugh. We're signing off. Have a good one. Any bill she can't front, her parents paid it. The show was far. You the only one with a car out your girlfriends. But being that she's a big fan, of course she made it. Most girls wanna hide the fact that the thrill they chasing. But you just wanna get drunk tonight and fuck someone famous. So I just name a time and a place in your game for it. Value player, hotel room, meet you there. Presidential view. Got a swimming pool in my living room. On stage interviews, tons of sour, let's consume. That's what it is.